Hello and welcome to Space Chats. I'm Deputy Director Matthew Jameson and joining me today is Amy Tickner from the Act2 Festival. Hello, Amy. Hello. It's lovely to see you again. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Um, I was just saying, I know I've got a bit of a cold. Okay. Um, yes. Yeah, good. I'm excited to be back in the space. It's lovely to have you back. So you are joining us with the Act2 Festival, which is on the 8th and the 15th of April this year. We always like to kick things off with a nice light question. What does theatre mean to you? Um, this is gonna, I think to me, like, theatre is, like, now I'm so lucky that theatre is my life and it's sort of, like, everything. But I think, like, particularly through Act 2, like, what we try and do, like, theatre, to me, through that is just, like, having a good time, getting a group of creative people together and just playing around seeing what you can make and showing it in front of people but also them just having a good time from what you've watched <laughs> yeah very sort of easy way of saying to me yeah theatre is, is a laugh it's fun it's something really playful um but also something now that's really important to my life yeah Excellent. It definitely sounds like theatre is your life because it's a, it's a huge festival. It's a huge amount of things that you have to encompass and you're covering all different aspects from writers, directors, performers. Tell us a little bit about your role at the Act 2 Festival. Yeah, so the last, since 2019, I've sort of been the artistic director of Act 2 and running Act 2. Um, unfortunately, the first two years I ran it, first year was cancelled. Second year was like a completely online festival. It worked quite well. It was all the young people made their shows over Zoom. And it was really, really cool. The stuff that was made was really, really cool. But yeah, so the last two years have been the start of the in-person tour. Uh, we were at the space last April as well. And yeah, so my job is kind of just to make it all happen. But I'm really, really lucky as I have this year. I've got three amazing student festival leaders um, that helped me out, Jodie, Gabriel and Carte. Um, and they sort of deal with a lot of people management. So all the participants that get selected to take part in the festival have their own festival leader. It's like, I call them like their guardian angel. They do like a lot of that in dealing with anything that people need. So yeah, my job is to first of all decide who student writers and directors are going to be. Um, so it's really exciting, the writers only applied to the festival with an idea. We don't ask for a script yet. So it's all about, yeah, picking the right people, picking the right ideas, making a nice program um, and sort of picking ideas that are really exciting. And often like we try and pick ideas that like, oh, okay, like if we didn't put their show on in this festival, would it ever get put on? So it's really important to us that we give these ideas their first chance at being staged and being put in front of an audience. And whilst we're doing all that, we look for our student directors. And for some people's terror, uh, the participants are in it, we decide the writers and directors are going to be matched up. And we uh, put them in a partnership before they've kind of met. And that's based on all sorts of things. So, yeah, that's sort of like the first step, picking everyone. And then when we've got the writers and directors, we do a lot of mentoring with them, some writers' sessions. We had a really, really lovely day in... I don't want to say January, at the space where the writers and directors came with a script, extracts, new ideas. We had some actors from the National Youth Theatre and everyone just like gave it a go and we all gave feedback on the little snippets that people were working on so far. It was really, really lovely. 
So we do a lot of that. And then we get all the actors involved and that we very much throw the students into the deep end. And we sort of host a central place here. It was on Zoom where the auditions happen, but we sort of put student writers and directors in in breakout rooms and they run their auditions and they sort out all their castings um, and let us know who they want. We just kind of make sure everyone's got a part and obviously same person in all 12 plays because um, they wouldn't be able to do that. And yeah, and then when we've got everyone, I think now oh, we've got about 65, almost 70 young people uh, taking part in the festival. Once we've got all those 70 people, we run six industry workshops for them. Yeah, to sort of help them learn new skills, introduce them to new theatre companies. Last week we had uh, this amazing woman called Rihanna. Um, she's a playwright. She was inactive a while ago, so she was sort of in tip. And yeah, so it was my job to make all that happen. Also doing all the marketing, doing all the press releasing, trying to get us some money, all that kind of stuff. It's a lot. It really is a lot. And I'm doing all of this with very little money and on top of all my other freelance life bits. Um, but I wouldn't change it for the world. So I think for me, what I'm always trying to do with that too is when I first came to London as a student who had like done a bit of theatre, done NYT, done a few of like the National Theatre Young People workshops and never put on anything. Didn't really know how to do it. I would have loved to do this, like have something like this where we just go, you can put in your own play, a 20 minute of your own play. We'll get you a director or we'll find you a writer. We'll help recruit some actors for you. We'll give you some workshops, but it is all of you. And if you need our help, we're here. Like we'll catch you, we've got you, but just go and do it. And I think, yeah, that's always my thing. Try and, I'm trying to create the experiences that like 18 year old me would have loved. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, it's um, being the change that you want to see in the industry. And I think um, it's something which the, the you know, sort of studying university or drama school pipeline to the actual industry, there's a huge cutoff in terms of the opportunities available for people to to get that supported experience and that collaborative environment. Yeah, 100%. I think there's a lot of like uh, students and drama school students or just any young people have sort of said like, oh, yeah, if you want to do a play, just like go to, go to a fringe festival. Um, and the fringe festivals are amazing. Um, obviously, like the hopefully the vaults will carry on, um, and obviously like Camden Fringe as well is sick. But yeah, all these young people are like right. I've been told to do a fringe festival, and I've been told that that's how I get my thing started. But how the hell do I do that? Um, and it is just such a weird world. Whereas I think this this festival without two and like having it at the space, we really try and mimic a sort of smaller version of what a fringe feels like without them having to pay lots and lots of money. Um, yeah. That's, it's extraordinary. And I think that the the sessions that I've seen, the the days I've been in when actually have been here have been, they felt very fringy. They felt like the, the pinnacle of the festival where everyone's getting together and supporting each other, talking to each other and making work and getting really excited about the future and possibilities. And again, um, hearing the work that you've done on Zoom and embracing that new technological field, I think is very exciting. Yeah, yeah. And I was so lucky with like the resilience of all the young people that I work with. They're just, they're just so happy to be like one minute in a room full of 60 people, the next minute on their own, in their bedroom, on a sort of Zoom Q&A. And they give me a lot of patience and understanding and the other festival leaders 
Um, and yeah, we're just so lucky that they're now just so used to jumping across different mediums and meeting different people and things like that. Yeah, very great. What do you think it means for the future of the industry to have such resilient and experimental um, creatives? I think it is really, really good. I think it's really exciting and it means that Touchwood, no matter what's thrown at the industry in terms of financial difficulties, I know at the moment like, there's a lot of talk about environmental of theatre and people trying to address I think it means that no matter what, these young people will make theatre and films and everything and they will carry on doing it. Um, and that's a really, really good thing. And it also means because they are so resilient, they take a lot of rubbish. Um, so, and then like off, and I think because they are so resilient, it might mean that certain issues within the industry don't get addressed. Um, because it's kind of seen as like, oh, you've got to be, got to be resilient. We started off resilient as a as an emerging artist. We have to carry on. So if we don't get paid, or if there are these difficulties, we can work around it. Whereas actually, perhaps, if there was, um, yeah, there needs to be a balance between being resilient but also not, not standing stuff. If that makes sense. Yeah, um, absolutely. Not. Um... <laughs> Not passing on the intergenerational trauma of theatre makers' um, working conditions, I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but I think like that's a big lesson that we learned. So this is the first year. I've always had a small sort of group of students helping run the festival. I think that's something really important because it means that... So I graduated. So I was running it as a student up until literally this September. I finished my math. And... Um, so now I'm sort of running it as like a proper adult. <laughs> and I think it's really important that the, the more years I run it, whether or not I carry on, I'll be less in touch with what the young people need and want. So I think it's really important that we always get people who are sort of in the festival also running it. I don't remember what I was going to say now. What were we talking about? <laughs> um, I, th I think it's about um, re resilience and... Um... Yeah, the, oh, yeah. Sort of the, connect, the, stu the student connection, um, which I, I do have a follow-up question on for you in a second, um, if there's yeah. anything you want to add to that. I do remember. Um, so yeah, so now we've got these festival leaders, and this is sort of the first year that they have this title of festival leaders. Before it's been a bit like, these people have just helped me and they've sort of done anything and everything, and there hasn't been a set role, whereas now they've got this sort of pastoral responsibility for the participants. I think that is something that we've learned sort of like when I was doing it three, four years ago, didn't have any pastors really. Whereas now we're understanding that like, yes, these young people are resilient, but they need a lot more support than they have had previously. Um, so by having for us these like festival leaders who can not only support them pastorally, but mentors, help them with anything they don't understand. They're like trying to, like I said, like trying to find that balance between being resilient but also having actual structures in place that mean that if your resilience sort of runs out, it's okay. Yeah, that's something that we've learned over the last couple of years. It feels like, you know, um, again, I think I wonder if this is something which is a consequence of a pandemic, um, a move towards a safer, kinder practice for everyone involved. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And like, like I said at the beginning, like for me, theatre is really fun and playful. Um, and that's something that I really try and encourage the young people to take on as well when they join the festival. Um, 
because like, we've got all these support mechanisms in place. Um, they can still contact us whenever they need us. And when push comes to shove, it's a 20 minute piece on a Saturday afternoon in April. And that's it. And it could just be, and whether if it's, we, I, I always say to them, if this 20 minutes is the best thing you've ever made and you end up taking it to all sorts of venues or getting a longer run at the space, amazing. And that's really, really exciting for you. If it's the worst thing you've ever made and you think, oh God, I'm not going to make it's like that again. It's also really cool because you've also learned that. Um, and I think that's something that I'm also trying to do is create spaces where young people can go wrong and can make something bad. Um, and that's okay. Not saying that any of the pieces are bad. Please come and watch them. They are really good. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a little bit about what we can expect, what we can look forward to. Yeah, so there's loads to look forward to. We've got 12 plays all together um, and you buy a ticket to come and see all 12. And we've got three lots of performances. So we've got four shows happening at one, four shows happening at four, and four shows happening at seven. You're more than welcome to come at any of those times. Um, but during the breaks, we're going to have a few little performances. Um, the bar will be open, there'll be food and stuff. And like last year, the atmosphere, as well as the plays being amazing, the atmosphere on the day was so lovely. Like everyone was chatting to each other. The audience members were got to then chat to the writers and directors afterwards, ask them about their plays. We had sort of the doors open into the auditorium whilst the actors that were on next were warming up. So you could like see them all warm up. And it was just such like an open, friendly environment um, without even having watched the plays, like even sort of outside of the, the theatre space. Yeah, we've got 12 different plays all on sort of theme of new beginnings this year because I know the space are also looking at theme. Um, yeah, when we heard that you guys were doing that theme, like that's such a good uh, such a good thing for Act 2 to latch on to do, particularly with these young people. That's exactly what we're trying to do. Like This is the beginning um, of, their, uh, of their sort of creative careers, hopefully. And yeah, we've got loads of different plays. There's one that I'm really excited for. Uh, is called Women, Life, Freedom, and it's sort of a forehander about a young girl who one day decides to take off her hijab um, and it explores the themes of that and obviously sort of things going on in the world at the moment relating to that um, and that should be sort of a really powerful piece um, exploring those themes. We've also got lots of queer theatre um, there's one play called Queer Switch, which I'm really excited for. It's, again, all these plays are, are working progresses, so they could change. Um, but at the moment, it's sort of different characters um, who are completely opposing morals and opposing people. Uh, swap bodies um, within 20 minutes of the play. So that should be really, really fun. And we've got a few that are being... There's a piece called Startup, which is being devised and made with the actors. So the writer sort of has an idea um, and it's all about sort of business plans, um, but then linking that with access to visas. Uh, so we've got some really, really fun stuff touching all sorts of themes and all themes that are really important to these young people. 
Um, and there'll be some some things as we learned it last year, there'll be some pieces that are super powerful and will really make you think. And there's some other pieces that would just be a great laugh and go for sort of the comedy side. Um, but yeah, each piece is 20 minutes, 20 minutes long. And then we um, throughout will sort of try and get audience feedback and help them, these young people, turn the 20 minute pieces into one hour long plays eventually. Um, once they've once they've left Act Two, that's something that about us, and we just cheer and cheer and support them. That's excellent. One of the things that I think is really exciting, especially from hearing some of those descriptions, is um, how wide a range of backgrounds you have in terms of your writers and your artists. And I think it bears stating that um, the participants are not just from one institution; they are from institutions all across London, all across um, the country. Yeah, we, we have an incredible amount of uh, different people, different voices, uh, different experiences, getting involved in the festival and telling their stories. And that's something that is just so grateful for, the amount of different uh, varieties of stories that we're being able to tell, thanks to the diverse young people that we have. It's really, really exciting. And so this year, the writers and directors um, have to be current or recently graduated um, students. And we've got sort of about, there's about 20 different drama schools, universities, colleges, short courses um, being represented in the festival. Um, and now we're beginning to branch out. So the actors have to be young people um, under the age of 30, but they don't have to have studied anywhere. But again, we're sort of beginning to get more more voices and sort of from all range of places. And it's really, really, really cool. So like when you come and watch the plays, you just get a snippet of all these different cultures, all these different identities, all these different stories, um, all within one day. Nice. So um, in fact, I, as a recent graduate, I finished my master's uh, last year, which I'm very pleased to say. The theory, if I was, um, looking to submit if I was looking to make myself um registered as an artist for act two what advice would you have for me great question um I think as well as looking for sort of exciting new ideas um, and ideas we really look at ideas that from what we can gather from the person that submitted the idea we're really looking for ideas that really represent them and their not not necessarily their experiences because like for me personally I'm I think writing from your own experience particularly as a young person is quite a lot to ask and quite like a huge mature thing to do but yeah like a story that really like that you can really side with and that really just like is a bit of you and we understand that um is important then also just sort of you don't need any experience to apply as either a writer or director to audition for an actor. Um, and particularly with the writers and directors, we really look for people that, like I said, like understand everything Act Two is trying to do, understand that we're trying to be that bridge between studenty theatre and the professional world, understand that when you take part in the festival, you're, the biggest thing is that you're learning and that you're meeting new people and that you're being really playful, giving things a go. And actually for us, the final product is amazing and it's such a celebration and they are always so good. 
Um, but that's sometimes the bonus of it. And actually you've learned everything else from not putting on your play and from doing all the workshops and things like that. And it's really, yeah, we really look for people stand that and look for people that um see act two as their springboard and they kind of take involved get involved in the festival um and then from there they really build and they keep keep sort of reaching out to us like hey guys you never guess what i just did and we'll be like whoa that's so cool and yeah really sort of that balance that balance yeah excellent it sounds like a wonderful community to be a part of um yeah on the subject of new beginnings what excites you about the future? What are the good things you're looking forward to in the industry or or in general? Yeah, I do think, I think the diversity of voices that we're getting is insane compared to compared to before. It's still not 100%. Um, and actually one thing that we've recently learned through this year, there's still a few plays that actually are really struggling to carve. And for us, it's the minority roles or the global majority roles that are harder to cast. And we were sort of, we were having a big chat about why that is, what we can do to help that. Um, and it's just, and we were just saying, we were just so, because we have such, like, like Act 2 is unbelievably balanced in terms of voices. Um, but we were saying that, yes, we have these opportunities and yes, we're open to all sorts of voices and all sorts of people. But it's it's like below that and what happens, there's all sorts of different factors. Um, I'm not really too sure what. What am I excited for in the future? Yeah, the diversity of voices, 100%, and the diversity of stories that are being told and that are being put on um, in all sorts of fringe theatres. For me, like across London, those are the ones that I've seen. And going off of that, I think I'm really excited. People are really coming out of COVID people are really celebrating fringe theatre and it's like I think it's becoming such a I think before it was like oh you would do fringe theatre just so you could then get credit then like move out of it I think now like no like fringe theatre is it's its own world and it's such an incredible space um, and such like and I think for these young people as well getting involved in fringe theatre isn't like a stepping stone but it's like, oh, we've done it. We've hit that mark. We are fringe theatre makers. Um, so I'm excited to see how fringe theatres, pub theatres, community theatres can really grow um, and hopefully get get more money and get more, <laughs> uh, more support. But I think within the circle of young people, I think young people are really now starting to see fringe theatre venues as places they want to be. And places they want to stay um, and places that will support them um, and they see fringe theatre as a really like viable place to make work and to like make a career I think that's really cool and also just the young people that are coming into act two are unbelievably talented so I'm just so excited for what they're going to do where they're going to take all their work like we said they're so resilient they're so open to learning and to picking up new skills and I think if they carry on like that the future of the industry is going to be we're all going to be mind blown it's going to be really really good <laughs> yeah it's it's a very very exciting time for the industry and I completely agree that um 
yeah, Fringe is not only weathering the storm, but it's becoming a destination for people. And that's really lovely and exciting to see. Um, for the benefit of the edit, if anyone can hear some noise in the background, that is a little sneak preview for The Wolves, which is opening the 4th of March and playing until the 11th of March. Again, about young people making their way in the world and discovering things through the football industry. But um, <laughs> I think a nice segue on the subject of new beginnings and discovery. And one of the questions on the subject of New Beginnings that we always like to um, round off with is about your earliest theatrical memory. What was it that you, what was it that awakened you? What was your first theatrical memory? I always get told, I don't think I remember it. I always get told that when I was, my like nursery used to take us to see the panto, the local panto. And I was terrified. Apparently I used to hate it. And like, would ran out crying <laughs> and I got I was always really really scared which is funny because as I grew up around that community theatre I had the most amazing community theatre where I lived I actually ended up in the pantos as as those little kids that come on and do all the dance routines so yeah I remember going to pantos but I didn't like them but I remember seeing when I was a bit older a lot older the last of the Housemans at the National Theatre, maybe about 10, 12 years ago, possibly. It's, it's not the one where they set the entire kitchen on fire at the end. I think so. Yeah, I, I think I saw that one. And I remember like that. I was quite young and I remember there were lots of swear words in it. I remember like other adults looking at me thinking, why are their parents words for that? Um, and I, for me, that was the first time where I saw, like, in my head, uh, like, proper theatre and a proper show. And it was, Last of the Housewives was very, extremely naturalistic. And you were just kind of watching their lives tick by. I was like, wow. I think it could have been, like, one of my first times at National Theatres. I was like, wow, this is, like, proper stuff. And I was like, I want to do this. I want to do, like, the proper, the proper stuff. Um... And I always think about that play as as my moment when I was like, oh, yeah, this is a bit of me. This is what I want. But then at the time, I probably wanted to be in it. I was a young girl. I probably wanted to be her. I used to always, I want to be her. Um, but no, acting is not for me anymore. I'd rather <laughs> rather be on the directing side. And when now we're doing the show, I can just sit there and watch. <laughs> oh, it's, it's always fun to be in the, the chair, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, thank you so, so much for joining us today and telling us about the Act 2 Festival, which is going to be on the 8th and the 15th of April, starting at 1, going through 4, and then 7, and it's also going to be live-streamed. Uh, this has been Space Chats. Thank you very much. We'll see you soon. Bye.